welcome to the Once Again Podcast. We are your hosts, Ashley and Jason. In this episode, we'll be looking at the 1946 film, Make Mine Music. Which I keep wanting to say, Make Music Mine, and I'm probably going to do that a couple times. In this series, we won't be doing a deep analysis of the film, or giving a bunch of behind-the-scenes facts, but rather giving our impressions of the overall film and the songs from the film. We'll also be giving a score to the film and ranking the songs. So order your $5 DVD of this film off Amazon because it isn't available on Disney Plus or any other streaming service. Find out it's scratched, skip scenes, and is impossible to watch, and decide to do a podcast episode on this movie anyway because you're a completionist and it really bugged you that you skipped this movie and enjoy this episode. This is where I die, folks. I, that you're in for the long haul because I have a couple good ones for for our. We're recording multiple episodes tonight, and I have a couple good ones for for tonight. Oh, um, Christ! Yeah, I was like halfway reading it while you were doing the first part, and that's yeah. why I was like, <laughs> started laughing. I see. I thought I thought you were just chuckling at me saying. <laughs> no, I saw. Uh, I saw the. Scratch seems impossible to watch, and went, yeah. Oh no! Yeah, totally don't. Look this up on, you know, any illegal means to watch this movie or anything. Find any versions on uh, <coughs> YouTube YouTube or anything to watch. That's, you know, I tried, I tried to do a legitimate thing. I spent money for it. It was only $5. It actually cost more to ship than it did for the movie itself. We, we did spend the money on it, so we have yeah. the right to watch it on YouTube. That's yep. the way I look at it. Yep. So. Screw so you, Disney. <laughs> put it on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, exactly. Make My Music is a 1946 American animated musical anthology film produced by Walt Disney and released by RKO Pictures. It is the eighth Disney feature animated film released on April 20th, 1946. During World War II, much of Walt Disney's staff was drafted into the Army, and those that remained were called upon by the U.S. government to make training and propaganda films. As a result, the studio was littered with unfinished story ideas. Gee, I wonder if that'll show up at all in this movie. Um, In order to keep the feature film division alive during this difficult time, the studio released six package films, including this one, made up of various unrelated segments set to music. This is the third package film following Saludos Amigos and the three... Thank you. I I had trouble with it every time last time, too. The film was entered into the 1946 Cannes Film Festival. Make Mine Music was originally... Or, Make Mine Music was initially released in theaters in 1946. Like many other package features of the 1940s, it was never given a wide theatrical reissue. Instead, its distinct segments were separated and released as separate short films or used as segments in Disney television programs, which I remember that from my childhood. I don't know if you have memories of that, but... I have memories of a few of these. Okay. And I also... A lot of these have their places in the Disney parks, too, as interesting as it is, so, like... Yeah, that's true. That's kind of where my knowledge comes from, a lot of it. Okay. Make Mine Music was originally released on home video in Japan on October 21st, 1985. All of its segments, except for Without You and The Martins and the Coys, had been released on home video in the U.S. since they were shown on the Magical World of Disney television series and or released, as, released only as shorts. Casey at the Bat was featured on the VHS of Disney Tall Tales in 1985. Uh, Blue Bayou 
All the cats join in, two silhouettes, after you're gone, and the whale who wanted to sing at the Met were featured on the VHS, The Wonderful World of Disney, Music for Everybody in 1986. Peter and the Wolf was released on the Storybook Classic VHS in 1982 and eventually joined uh, the Walt Disney Mini Classic Series along with Willie the Operatic Whale and the Favorite Stories Collection. Johnny Fedora and Alice Bluebonnet was released on Laserdisc in 1999 as part of the Disneyland Anthology 3-disc set as it was a segment of the Adventures in Fantasy episode on Side 5. I don't know much about laser discs, so I don't know what Side 5 would mean, but it, I, are they like flip over ball or? Oh, they are. Okay, cool. Um, the actual film was released on VHS and DVD on June 6, 2000, under the Walt Disney Gold Classic Collection line. The, uh, they edited this release to remove the Martins and the Coys which contained comic gunplay not suitable for children, as well as editing out the sexualized imagery in All the Cats Join In. Outside of North America, Make My Music has been largely unavailable on DVD and VHS. It has, however, been available in Scandinavia on both VHS and DVD, and since 2013 on DVD in the United Kingdom. This and The Adventures of Ichabod Crane and Mr. Toad are the only two major Disney animated uh, films never to see release on Region 4 DVD in Australia. However, the latter did get a VHS release. As of, and I'm going to say 2023, because I'm updating this note, as of 2023, Make Mine Music is the only film in the Disney animated canon that is not available on Disney+. Plus. After staying in the Disney vault for 21 years, Disney released Make Mine Music and Melody Time for the first time ever on Blu-ray, through their Disney Movie Club website on November 2nd, 2021. Despite explicit reports by Disney uh, customer service confirming this release would be uncut and mentioning that it would that the release would include all 10 segments, the actual discs contain the 2000 censored version of the film. The budget for the movie was 1.35 million or 20.8 million today. And the box office earnings were only $3.275 million, or $50.5 million today. <laughs> it premiered April 20th, 1946 in New York City, and August 15th, 1946. I put that it had a quote-unquote nationwide release. That's not really true. It was just featured in some different theaters throughout mm -hmm. the country. Um, and now we move on to <laughs> a very long list of names. Let's go. That Ashley has to read. <sighs> Directed by Jack Kinney, Clyde Geronimini, Hamilton Lusk, Joshua Meter, and Robert Cormack. Story by James Bordero, Homer Brightman, Erwin Graham, Eric Gurney, Thornton He, or Teehee, love that. Yeah. Sylvia Holland, Dick Humor, Dick Kelsey, Dick Kinney, Jesse Marsh, Tom Orb, Cap Palmer, Erdman Penner, Dick Shaw, Harry Reeves, John Walbridge, and Roy Williams. Based on Casey at Bat by Ernest Thayer, Peter and the Wolf by Sergei Prokatev. Very good. That's as close as I'm <laughs> Produced by Walt Disney. Music by Elliot Daniel, Ken Darby, Charles Walcott, Oliver Wallace, and Edward Plum. 
Production Company is Walt Disney Productions, distributed by RKO Radio Pictures. The runtime is 75 minutes. Starring Nelson Eddy as narrator and characters in The Whale Who Wanted to Sing at the Met, Dinah Shore as singer, David Lecrine as dancer, Tanya Robinskaya as dancer in Two Silhouettes, Benny Goodman as musician in the, All the Cats Join In After You've Gone, the Pied Pipers as singers in All the Cats Join In, the Andrews Sisters as singers in Johnny Fedora and Alice Bluebonnet, Jerry Colonna as narrator and Casey at bat, Sterling Holloway as narrator in Peter and the Wolf, though it should be noted that the version we watched David Bowie narrated this segment, Andy Russell as singer in Without You, the King's Men as singers in The Martins and the Coys, the Kin Darby singers as singers in Blue Bayou. Very nicely done. So many people. So many groups. Too many. Um, But this film has ten segments. I guess we'll just go through the list and talk about our impressions. of. I don't know if this... This isn't the order that they showed up in what I watched. uh, Because I ended up watching it Mm -hmm. on YouTube, like I said. I watched Um, some of the DVD before I realized the DVD was not going to work. Yeah. Which Um, also, if it was the 2000 segment, it wouldn't have had all ten anyway. Yeah. But, so I have here the Martins and the Coys as the first segment. Um, obviously, a play on the Hatfields and the McCoys yep. from real life. Um, two rival families that hate each other and want to shoot each other all the time. And also end up marrying each other and everything. Yep. The only thing that I found kind of interesting was that the way that, um, I forgot their names, but the the, fi- the Henry Coy and uh, Grace Martin, uh, she had red hair, he had blonde, or maybe it was vice versa, I can't remember. But he looks exactly like Casey at the Bat, the uh, Casey yes. from Casey at the Bat, and I was like, "Oh, they're uh, his his ancestors, his, <laughs> his parents, grandparents, whatever you want to say for the great, time great period." Great grandparents. Yeah, uh, I didn't give segment scores to this, but I, I don't know if you want to do it on the fly. I, I or... like did, so right, if you want to like that, I gotta find. Um. Well, I I would just like this one. There were certain segments in this that had a narrative, and then other ones that were just felt like they could have been openers to other films. Like I got, um, yeah, I can't find mine on that. When so. we get the Blue Bayou is the next segment, and that felt to me shades of Baby Mind segment from mm-hmm. Dumbo. Yeah, like I was like, this could have been the opener to another film. And I, I also feel like a lot of it, like it could have been in Fantasia. Like yes. it, that's just how it feels. A lot of it. Yeah, um, but, but you know when you when you know when we talk about the fact that like it was really just a mishmashing things together. Yeah, like of course. Yeah, for for the for what it was for the time period, it's fine. But I this the Martins and the Coys at least was a narrative and everything. So I'll give it a six out of ten. It was yeah. entertaining and had six a narrative. out of ten works. Yeah. Next is the Blue Bayou segment, and it's really just us looking at a lake for, for most of or yeah, a bayou. Yeah, it was not exciting. <laughs> yeah, the music it's was pretty, fine. Like... Yeah, yeah, and like I said, it feels like an opener to yeah, an, a different Disney film. Um, I'll give it a five out of ten. It's fine. I gave it a five out of ten as okay. well. Okay, all right. Uh, next, we have something that's kind of fun, in my opinion. All the cats join in. Um, I, 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 some of the things that stood out to me in this very... First off, you know, you talk to older people about what times used to be like and everything. And, oh, people were so different. No, people never change. Uh, and this is a very clear segment that teenagers always have been and always will be super horny. Um, <laughs> and this segment shows it off oh, very God. clearly. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, it's it's a fun segment. It's fine. I don't particularly like the animation in it. I no. don't like the animation style. It's not for me. Yeah. But... The th- one thing that bothered me about the animation um, was that all the characters except for one 
don't have or they're just pupils for their eyes yes and then there's that one character that gets the olive when all the kids are grabbing mm-hmm. those sandwiches and he actually has uh the whites. the whites in his eyes and everything and all he gets is an olive and i was like why does he have whites but everyone else has yeah it's very odd yeah. i don't I think that's why i was like it's weird and something that i think would be different today were this to come out today not that disney would do this today but if they did uh, the one part where the guy's refusing to dance with the girl because her ass is too big, mm-hmm. and then they erase her ass and he dances with her. If this was done today, it'd be the opposite. Like, her, her, her ass would yeah. be too small and you'd have to make it bigger. Die. Yeah, and now he's going to dance with like... her. Yeah. Oh, baby. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so I it was kind of fun. I'll give it a 6.5 out of 10. I don't know. I, I, I This was fun. Um, Seven, maybe. I don't know. Let me see. I gave that a 5 out of 10, too. I gave a lot of these, like, 5 and 4 out of 10, I won't lie. They're not mm. great. <laughs> like, even in the summary here, it says this featured some mild female nudity. No, it doesn't. Like, she's behind a curtain and everything. Like, you could see yeah. her silhouette, but she's not naked. Like, I don't know. It's a fine sight. I don't think there's anything wrong showing. <laughs> We're going to talk about a movie that I think there's a lot wrong showing to children. But this, I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong here. Um... Then we have the segment, Without You. Uh, the segment is a ballad of lost love sung by Andy Russell. Honestly, I don't remember this one. I just watched yeah, this today. Yeah, I don't today. remember it either. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm going to give it a 3 out of 10. I don't 2 out of 10, we yeah, don't remember it. I don't remember it. I think... I think it's another one of those, like, just... Mu- it was one of those, like, musical segments. Yeah, like, picture that had... Like, just yeah. pretty, lo- like, things. Yeah. And then we have probably what's... If it's not the most famous segment from it, it's the second most famous segment, Casey at the Bat. And this one is another one that has a narrative, so I enjoy it more. Uh, It's not great. It is kind of funny in some parts. The the animation has too much going on, in my opinion. Oh, definitely. It's not... The animation has too much going on. Uh, I appreciate that, like, there's an entire restaurant in the Disney parks to this specific little short and i'm like no no one's i've probably even seen this most people these days yeah like I'm how bit... crazy and like they don't they, this isn't even on disney plus like no. you can't even watch this short on disney plus and you think you'd be like oh yeah of course they have that on disney plus because they have that in the parks but no so it's such where's, a crazy thing to me where's the corporate synergy guys come on where is the corporate synergy we need, we need synergy here but yeah it's I would say it's probably the most famous segment from this collection or anthology, whatever you want to say. I'll give it a 7.5 out of 10. I'll give it a um, 6 out of 10. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting... I don't even know if you want to call it a twist, but the fact that he does strike out, like, that's kind of funny in and of itself. And then he's chasing the ball all around the, the field at the end to try and, you know, redeem himself or whatever you want to say. Then we have two silhouettes. Uh, this one is kind of interesting, but also kind of creepy at the same time. I don't really enjoy the rotoscoped live-action dancers. Like, they should have just gone either yeah, full like animation either. or kept it people, in yeah, my opinion. Yeah, I agree with that. Dinah Shore sings in it, though, so I'll give it points for that. I'll say 6 out of 10. I don't know. How do you feel? I gave it a 5 out of 10. Okay. Um, and if at any point you want to stop me and say more about these No, segments. I mean, the thing is, okay. is, there's not really anything to say. Okay. Uh, next, we move on to Peter and the Wolf. And I think this is probably the second most famous segment. If it's if it's not, it's the most famous segment. And it's, to, you know, to the classic story of Peter and the Wolf. 
in the original version, it's narrated by Sterling Holloway, but in the version that we got to watch, it was narrated by David Bowie. So that, that so, was yeah, interesting. I don't know what happened there. Yeah. Um, maybe it was a 1980s re-release or something that they were updating it. I, I don't know. I don't know. But um, it's fine. You know, all the characters are different instruments or have different instruments to their sound. And it's the Peter and the Wolf story. He goes out hunting, you yes. know, the wolf and the wolf almost gets him and then he gets the wolf. Okay. Saves the town. At least I, it's like an actual story in animation, like you said. Like, at least it's something. It's not like a weird music package. And I did actually laugh out loud when they're seeing the duck in heaven and it has angel wings. Because <laughs> I was like, it already has wings. Like, it's a duck. But they gave it angel wings. They gave too. it angel What's wrong wings, with you? too. Yeah. That, that did actually make me laugh. But I'll give this, I don't know, 8 out of 10, 7 out of 10. I gave it a 6 out of 10. So. Okay. All right. Um, after you're gone. Uh, this is another one that I don't really remember. It's just the one with the anthropomorphic, um, the, the anthropomorphic instruments, and like we've seen that so much from Disney that I'm not even impressed by it. Yeah, like this is something that could have been in Fantasia. Yeah, it could have been anything. Yeah. Like I'm not not impressed by it. Mm-hmm. So I I say three out of ten. Like it's just not. Yeah, I'll give it a three out of ten too. That's that's probably about where it is for the time period. It's impressive, <laughs> but I mean, you know, it it's that thing of. We've already seen Steamboat Willie, where you sync to the music and the and the drawing together, and they're just showing it off again and again and again. Yeah, exactly. Um, then we have Johnny Fedora and Alice Bluebonnet. This is probably my favorite segment from the film. I was gonna say that too. I think it's the most unique. Like I don't think I've ever seen this. Yeah, I know. I know. I have before. <laughs> But I forgot how it ended and everything. I knew that the hats were in the store together and they fell in love and then they got separated. I couldn't remember how it ended, though. I um, did appreciate it, though. Like, yeah. I liked this over anything else. Yeah. I think it felt unique. Like, yeah, it was about two hats. But, like, I think that made it fun. Like, yeah, agreed. And the Andrew sisters singing it. Um, I'll I'll give it 9 out of 10. Why not? This is This was the best segment. <laughs> I like. I'll the give most. it an eight out of ten. Okay, you're harsher than I am. And then we move on to the finale: the whale who wanted to sing at the Met. Um, this is also one that I kind of remembered. Yeah, um, same. I do like this one though too. Yeah, like, and it's the longest one of of all the segments. Peter mm-hmm. and the Wolf is the second longest, and then this is, but this is the first longest. It's okay. You know, I'm not a fan of the singer himself in it. Uh, I don't really like his voice, but he does have a good vocal range. The whale ends up dying, too, at the end. Uh, spoilers. Yeah. But then he's singing in heaven. Um, so, you know, which they showed a different dra- type of drawn pearly gates than they showed when uh, the duck in Peter and the Wolf went to heaven. It's not the same heaven, okay? No, no, it's not. It's whale heaven. You're right. And the duck went to duck heaven. But this is fine. Uh, I don't know. I'll give it a 6.5 out of 10. 6 out of 10. Okay. Um... So I have the songs listed here, but they're pretty much just the yeah, segments. Agreed. I, I guess I'll dive into my overall score. And or do you want to go first? Or I can see we already gave this the same score. So, <laughs> oh, we're... all right. Well, then I'll just put my rationale behind it. I I wrote down. So I'm glad we went back to watch this. But if I'm being honest, I'm happier we're done with the package films until we hit Fantasia 2000. Which oh boy, when we get there. Uh, have oh you ever, boy. Have you, <laughs> Oh boy! Have you ever have you ever seen Fantasia two thousand? I have. Yeah, it's too many celebrities in it, in yes. my opinion. Um, but I, I understand that this was uh, made cheaply due to World War Two, but it also feels cheaply made, which is sad. There's some good stuff like Peter and the Wolf and Johnny 
fedora that should say <laughs> but i have fadora um but overall the majority of this film uh has half developed ideas at best in my opinion it's a cheap uh fantasia knockoff so i'm going to give make make mine music i even wrote it wrong in my notes i put make music mine uh make mine music a four out of ten I also gave it a 4 out of 10, mostly for similar reasons. I just think, like, these package films are not the best. And, like, I get it. It's what they had to do for the time to keep things afloat. But also, it's not good. Like, they're just... it. I think the ones that actually have stories kind of keep it going, but then they have to throw in, like, just make longer story segments. Yeah. That's what I'd rather see. I don't need 10 segments. Give me five and give me, like... 15 20 minute segments instead of these like quick 8 10 minute segments where i'm like five minutes in and want to poke my eyes out because it's not good like it it could be better agreed (laughs) all right anything else you want to say or nope i think we're good well this has been the once again podcast any questions comments or critiques can be addressed to our email at onceagainpod at gmail.com Follow us on our social media accounts, once again, pod, all one word, on Twitter and Instagram. I took TikTok off the list because I've never even posted a single thing to TikTok. Um, if you'd like to contribute to the podcast, we have several tiers available on patreon.com slash onceagainpod. As always, a like, follow, or share would be greatly appreciated. Thank you and have a wonderful day. And remember, we will entertain you. We will always entertain you. Stiltskin always says that magic comes with a price. But for this price, you can get a nice piece of jewelry. Use code ONCEPOD for 10% off your first order at Unusual Magic Jewelry on Etsy. Click the link in the description.